What's good to find, gang, gang? Listen, it is, what, 4.45 in the morning? I've been wanting to do this when the thought came to me last night, but I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. This one is strictly for my Divine Feminines. I know I have my Divine Masculine listeners. I love you, booze. I really appreciate that it's, it's more of y'all than I thought. You know, but um, I want to make this one specifically for the Divine Feminines. Um, and I've even, you know, I don't have my notes, but I have an idea of the storyline in my in my head or the conversation in my head. And um, I, I haven't, I don't have right now something interactive. Um, this is just going to be the Divine Feminines response to the heading. Um, okay, so, so... <laughs> divine feminine space only right shoot 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 (laughs) um so divine feminines this one i you know the reason i wanted to do this one it is a little bit of story time for the adults you might think i'm a little bit corny for it especially given all of the things i've worked through but you know what let's just go with that um it was like two weeks ago we had the playful energy um and I don't know. I hope that it's it's a it's a nice story time, but I want to just kind of restore the way that you view these situations and how you perceive life moving forward, okay? Um shout outs to one of my friends. She uh we were actually talking 2 weeks ago and and um I was able to pull some cards for her, but it sparked some creativity in me to want to do things. She writes stories. And the thing is, her stories, like right now she's in a phase where they're just kind of short. Um, and, and she really could just read them off to you in maybe a five to ten minute, five five minute span. And so it's just one of those things, like that's why it's important to pay attention to who's in your circle. And, you know, you're, you're the culmination of the five people you spend the most time with. And so I was like, you know what, let me, let me do my own little story time. It is, it is a little bit, when you hear it, you might laugh. Like I said, I haven't, um, flushed it out yet, but let's just kind of go into it. Um, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this as a body of work and then start to flush out more of the details and, paint more of of a scene behind it and it's something that will I'll revisit um with more of the engagement with the divine masculine um and possibly even move it to my patreon all right so let's get into it right so at this point we've been talking a lot about you know that conversation what do you do if a masculine asks you what you bring to the table and so uh for whatever reason I was talking about the cash cow Right. So in the title, it's going to be something about um, the the bull or ask the, the cash cow what she brought to the table. Right. So this is this is a part of the story where it's candlelights. Right. They're at a nice restaurant. Um, and so it's like one of those the way I'm vision visualizing it is not this is this is the night is getting ready to set is everything is dark they're one of the last few couples in the in the restaurant and um but it's still a bull though like run with it right it's still a cow man (laughs) and a cow woman (laughs) right so um but he has asked the like the cash cow from the pastures to to you know out to eat and 
they've moved back and forth and shared their conversations. And part of it, if I'm honest, I haven't really tapped into everything that the divine masculine does. And that's okay. I've been noticing that a lot of the energy has been focusing on the divine feminine a little bit. So let's just run with it. We're at the part in the conversation where he's moved over at her and he's like, so what do you bring to the to the um, table? Now, you guys already know, to me, like, my inner gangster probably would have been like, flip the table, be like, what do I bring to the table? What do I bring to the table? Flips all the tables on the way out and leaves like the audacity. Like, I cannot believe, right? But let's just have fun with the conversation. Um... And because we're able to be playful and to imagine the different scenarios and the different responses, I think that's where we can grow and start to understand how we identify ourselves, right? So to me, this is where the cash cow, like, she has a smile on her face, kind of like the way I do now. And she's like, oh, yeah, like you're asking me, you know, what my basically what my day is like as a cow. And it's like, I love it. You know, um, I do wake up early in the morning and I get to go out to the greenest pastures. And I've been investing so that every year, I'm able to buy more of the acreage that's surrounding me. Real estate, right? Real estate. And um, I have a bunch of different pastures that I like to go to. So um, it's seasonal. And right now I'm really going, enjoy going to the alfalfa fields. We have a clove field. Um, we have... A di we have different kinds of fields with different varieties of grass and apples. Sometimes my, you know, the, my coworkers will bring me apples um, to eat, and those are my favorite. And we're close to a um, apple orchard. You guys, I'm I'm just ad living, so just go with me to an apple orchard, and I get different kinds of apples there. Um, but I understand that that's important because. Um, people want different, and you guys are going to, I'm a little bit of a nerd, okay? So don't be too grossed out, but the milk kind of tastes different depending on what you eat and what kind of cheese you're making and adding the sweetness of the apple is just something that's an extra luxury that I enjoy. And I enjoy going out to the green pastures and I love when it's sunny. Uh, we've set it up to where we have shelter for when it's cold. I love, you know, that I can come home and have my baby calves that I can feed and nurture and take care of and pass on what I've learned throughout the day. Um, and I love that, you know, I'm able to, my, uh, I'm able to, <laughs> you guys, this is a cow, this is so hilarious to me, but, um, I'm able to, to take my milk products and use it for so many things. And I've absolutely come to fall in love with diversifying the dairy products that we're offering every year. Um, we offer from, hey, why did eggnog come to mind? Right now we're getting ready for the eggnog classic um, with the holidays coming up. So um, on Mondays, I get my milk ready for the eggnog to be sent to the stores for that. 
Um, we also have um, on-site, I'm going to call it distilleries, but that's for wine though, but um, for Swiss cheese, cottage cheese, um, mozzarella cheese, gouda cheese, monster cheese, uh, Parmesan cheese. There's one that I want to, um, did I already say yogurt, cottage cheese, sour cream, um, Y'all, do you get what I'm saying here? Just follow me here. So dairy products. Ice cream, right? Um, we have a line for yogurt, cream, butter, cheese, casein, custard, um, ice cream. And so I'm super excited with um, all of the different people that I've been working with to collaborate to, to expand my brand, you know, um, we also have condensed milk. If you guys have ever had condensed milk, love it when you put it on graham crackers or when you do s'mores with condensed milk, ah! um, evaporated milk. We have baked milk products. Um, we have instant formula. Let's see what else. We have different types of yogurt. Cream, heavy cream. Oh, yeah, butter, cheese. Oh, different kinds of cheese. Um, so different streams of income, definitely, for sure. Ricotta cheese. Uh, wow, this is really nice. Yeah, so I've just been focusing on my brand, uh, working on the eight streams of income, and we are perfecting what it means to go to the marketplace. And um, we've had a very successful year. We work with the with the farmers to make sure that we're in season. Um, we have a regular clients who get their regular milk every day, and it's very important for me to. Um, to enjoy my experience while I'm out in this pasture and take care of my mental health so that I can produce the purest milk. And so that means I don't allow a lot of toxicity. We have a great uh, security system to make sure that we don't have people trying to rob or foxes coming in to the farm area and disturbing the little ones and myself. Or sometimes, like, you know, a couple years ago, we had someone try to break in and they were trying to milk the cows. And But it's very stressful for the cows um, and it leaves them with not enough milk to produce for the marketplace. So we've set up parameters to make sure that all of our cows are protected, that it's a safe, happy place. Um, definitely a California cow, born and raised. Because <laughs> California cows are the happiest, right? Um, with all the sunshine, it's a sunshine state. But yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I think I feel like I'm missing something else. Oh yeah, so you would say something along the lines of like, we sell premium dairy goods, we have diversified brands um we offer the best of the best and because our products are premium and they're renewable goods um we've perfected what it means to for me to elevate to be a cash cow now one of the things is like a cash cow is something that i learned 
from marketing, they gave us, I think there's like five different types of services and goods, but um, it was like the star um, and cash cow was one of them. That And the thing is, this was before I had started to learn about how to um, have the symbology, like to draw the stuff out. But um, let me see, let me see cash cow. Just want to look into that word a little bit more. Yes. Um, cash cow in business jargon is a venture that generates a steady return of profit that far exceed the outlay of cash required to acquire it. So that goes into you have to understand the value of your milk. If you mess around, you will not because it talks about, again, business venture, steady stream of profit. Okay, profit that it's profitable that there's demand. But it says that far exceed the outlay of cash required. Right? So this is somebody who's cultivated, who understands their worth, who understands that there's a diversification of goods that can come and what it takes to create premium, right? Milk. It says the term cash cow is a metaphor for a dairy cow used to produce milk offering a steady stream of income with little maintenance. Although that whole thing with little maintenance, I'll, you know, I like to think it takes a little bit more than that, but <laughs> I think, you know, I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. Um, but like I said, I, I wanted to just play with that idea for myself and you kind of heard me going through the thought process. Um, mm. I'm going to read it, but for whatever it's worth. Hmm. Well, it definitely keeps coming up like profitable business. I think as I'm going to close out here, um, what I hope you took away from this message is we've, I've been sharing with you what it means for me to, if I'm being honest, re-enter, although at this point I want no parts. Let me be abundantly clear, like, this cow is out to pasture, enjoying the, you know, the greenery, and part of the reason why it's so vivid to me is because I, I remember uh, my family and I took a, a road trip driving up to Canada, and we drove through um it was acres and acres and acres of rolling pastures and i remember the i don't remember the name of the brand <clears throat> but i remember it was so green like you guys it's almost cartoonish or almost like in the movies but lots of rolling green grass and the and the cows were out to pasture and um that's why i keep making uh, referral to like the happiest cows because I know it's a commercial out there that talks about the happiest cows or something are from California and the sunny they they grow up in the sun and they're corn not they're not corn fed they got in the pastures and that type of thing um but and so the the talk that has been coming to the service i'm pretty sure that this kind of language and talk has always been around <clears throat> but i think as we head into age of aquarius and with social media and now everybody's at home you know on their computers and laptops and we're having these conversations and in the darkness and and in the quietness and stillness all of these things that are coming to the surface and at least for me to you know some of you might have heard of these types of 
analogies throughout the years but me coming into this into this scenario is kind of like whoa what is going on out here with these conversations between the men and the women and especially with the backdrop of thinking that I'm a twin flame or a divine feminine and I have a divine masculine out there <clears throat> so I have shared you know what it feels like to hear a man say you know, I don't believe I should pay for a date because I have found that once I get to know this person, she's just not worth the squeeze. And it kind of, you know, I'm at a place where I'm learning that I'm an empath. I think most of us are going to be in the divine um, realm, are going to have some level of empath. And some of us might be balancing it out more than others, right? But I have a lot of water in my chart. So, to make it even better, I'm like really sensitive. To that. So like right now, even when I'm recording this, it's the it's the um, lunar eclipse, and I notice that when we have the blood moons, um, I get a headache, and it's not anything. This is the second time, so next time I'll try to make sure to do a little bit more self care and a little bit more pampering, and and I'll be fine or and that type of thing. But. Uh, <clears throat> It's interesting for me to definitely be heavy, you know, feminine traits, water traits, very sentimental and fragile and vulnerable and feeling of what it means. For a woman to hear, sorry, I thought I heard something. I was about to have to go karate chop somebody, right? what it means to hear those words and the energy behind it. Um, I know it has to really mess with the psyche of the women. And, you know, it's fascinating to me. I haven't really quite come across it as much yet, but I know that I get the sense women are just trying to, you know, man up and keep your chin up and not cry. Don't let them see you while you're down. And you just keep pushing through from relationship to relationship where these type of men have these type of sentiments. I think that unfortunately, some of those themes and those thoughts ran through the, the guise of the, the past relationships I was in. But if I think about it too much, it can really bring me down. Um, I can't imagine going through betrayal after betrayal, you know, because to me, my whole thing is, it's like, um, it's missing the friendship component, you know, the companionship component, the idea that this is supposed to be someone that you can spend the rest of your life with. Um, so for me to hear the language that, you know, you get to spend time with someone and see them in their element and get to, because, you know, when you go on these dates, I know what it's like. You talk to them, you find out where they grew up, what do they like to do, you know, what 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 do they do for their work and what are their goals and their ambitions. And, and I don't think masculines really understand just how vulnerable it is to let someone into that kind of space, like into the intimacy where now they're holding you and touching you and you're naked and and you're accepting of that person, right? 
And I think divine feminines, we kind of are maybe doing ourselves a little bit of a disservice because we are really trying to to man up and um, take these blows, but I we it's making things even worse. You know, I remember as there was this one woman from my church, long story short, she, her thing was just kind of like, girl, just get over him, like get him, move on to the next one. And we're trying to power through like for men and plow through people and personalities and these energies, right? And so I think we have a little bit of inner work, but then I know that there's has to be self self value um, things that you have to work through because when they're saying you know there's the phrase why should a man buy the cow if they're getting the milk for free very disturbing very disturbing but at the end of the day it's like if you can just hold your head up for a little bit more and start to put things in place i talked about how you know you protect yourself i think it was another podcast i was talking about how you know if you really start to get into the mindset of a cow when the thief comes in in the middle of the night and tries to squeeze the milk out of the cows it's a traumatic experience um there has to be a turnover time for when the cow is being milked i am a little bit of a nerd you guys so just bear with me but it creates trauma it can dehydrate the cow um and and um sometimes it it brings blood into the whole process and so when it's time for the cow to go out in the next day um they're stressed they're not chewing their cud causing the um you know, like heartburn type of thing where now it's affecting the quality of the milk. Do you get what I'm saying? And so it's easy for you if they're, if they're saying that we're the cows, it's like you have to pay attention to your mental health. Who are you letting in? Who are these thieves in the night? Literally the smash and dash energy that we're letting into our space. And they make it, want to make it seem like, you know, the piece of fruit one, that one really disturbs me. Like I just keep imagining half of an orange that's just been squeezed. And it's really, it's just at that point, it's trash. Like that Fs with my mind, if I'm being honest. But at least with the cow, it's like you start to understand, you know what? I have replenishable goods. I have... I'm able to replenish every day. I I can diversify and multiply and I have value and I have to learn what it means for me to set the premium cost to get abundance and profit and what it means to be a cash cow and stand in the confidence that I am a cash cow, right? And that I can produce, you know, my my little babies and pass something on to them and make sure that they are of good breed and, and that type of thing, right? So... I don't know. I just, I just really hope it was motivational. It's a freaking cow. <laughs> but yeah, I really hope this was motivational. It's, y'all, it, listen, if you make, you know, comments that it's corny, it, it sure as hell is. But I hope that you kind of understand where I'm coming from with that. And it's kind of weird. I'm going to go ahead and say it too. I was looking, I don't even know. Well, I kind of know because I've been been looking at Kendra G. So a lot of dating, that's how it came up. Okay. I found Kendra G a couple days ago. And so um, just like maybe about uh, an hour ago, 
um, this dating person came up and I, I was looking through her. It was a woman and that content is so toxic. You guys It's so toxic and it's, it's sad because it's coming from a woman. Um, and, and I almost want to say some of these forces are just demonic for real. You know, I would expect it from a man. I know that men are going through their moment of, um, why is the word coming Re- reconcilement? Their day of reckoning. They're going through their day of reckoning. Um, and the language is definitely out there. Um, and I can't really tap into too much right now. Like all I can do is just focus on what's going on with the divine feminine mental and how we're receiving the energy and what we're doing with that type of energy and what we're doing with ourselves. Um, but I will say that there's energy out there that is very much um, predatory, abusive. I saw a video, you guys, and I, I didn't even look at the video. I just saw the title. And it's just heartbreaking stuff, if I'm honest. If I'm being a divine who's mourning, you know, you talk about that time when Jesus wept. It's I'm I'm weeping for what I'm seeing in terms of relationships and maybe even for the twin flame relationship. But this guy was talking about this woman. I know what it was. Again, it was Ken, because I have Kendra G. My algorithm is starting to pull similar content. So this guy was doing a reaction on um, a woman that had gone on Kendra G and I was talking about how she was 40 and she had hit the wall. And I kid you not, you might not be able to even see it too. um, If you Google it, I don't remember the title or anything, but um, the look on his face was a face of glee. And the title says something along the lines of um, she hit the wall um, but it was like he was happy about it. And it's like, how did we get to a place where men are celebrating just how torn and dejected and broken our women are? Women were soft, were delicate, were, you know, just left at your mercy, you know, and to celebrate that we're trampled on. Because to me, the whole thing about... um the wall is that's when a woman comes to the realization that according to the world society she doesn't have any more value she's not worth marrying she can't produce kids she's no longer a viable resource for the workplace and so now she's just literally chewed up and spit out you know and because of ageism it's like well she's just old you know and now she's just um been through too many relationships so now she's jaded you know um so i don't know how we get to a place where we celebrate that um i don't know how we get to a place where we have other women telling women to be subjugated when i tell you it was so toxic she was saying some things that that's part of the reason why some of us Feminines are so broken because we haven't put in the self-care that we need to in order to be happy. Um, and so here you have women perpetrating that. It's just it's something to, to process moving forward. But I will continue to show up in, in my space. I will continue to try. I have a lot of decks here. I have a couple that are coming for food and for incense. So super... Um, excited to introduce that element 
um, we have conversations about Twin Flame Talk, you know, which is supposed to be conversations you have with yourself and with your masculine. Um, we have the entrepreneurial talks, the money talks. We have the divine feminine, divine masculine archetypes we can learn from both and how to balance. I just introduced, just finished recording the Sensual Sacred Energy Exchange or Sex on Saturday's Oracle reading. And I, I'm going to be honest, it's a little scary world out there, but it, to me, it's about how can I bring the sensuality back? How can I help us to remember to love the companionship and the sharing the spaces and what it means for those roles? So this was number two. I was actually going to scrap the whole thing. I was like, no, I'm going to put this on Patreon or, or just, I can't deal with it, you know, but I think it's therapeutic, especially after this last one that I did. Um, and again, it's nothing raunchy or anything. And I think that divine source has allowed me to even describe so you can have an, an image in your mind of what it is that that means for you. And I think that's healthier. And I think that's the space we need to be in right now because everything is just so in your face and the nudity and the, you know, but we need to have the softness and kind of restore what it means to think about intimacy, intimacy and the relationships and companion companionship, right? And so I'm going to sign off here. I'm going to charge you with love and the love of your life. And the love of your life is you, boo. So show up for yourself. I'm going to charge you with health, with wealth, with wisdom and prosperity. Until the next podcast, peace.